This is something that happened somewhere in the year 1978. Is it? 978, sorry. 978. 978. That, from that 978, now it is 1000 years. The whole Indian civilization, after these attacks, was on fall, fall, fall. What do you think is the cause of this fall of whole civilization? It is not just plunder. We couldn't protect ourselves. It's a failure. What What do you think? Everybody has his own uh, take on the issue. But the point is, why this happened? And once we face this, after that, 100 or so years after uh, Muhammad Ghori came, and after that, other other came. And when the sultans went back, they, uh, they, they left their slaves here to rule the country. So that slave dynasty started and all that. What, what is your take? Why? What was the cause of the fall in the Indian civilization to this extent that we were subject to such kind of loot you, and we became? Yeah, yeah. You missed uh, because you came in between. Yeah, yeah. I have already explained that why Indian rulers failed in battle against uh, Mahmud and against other Islamic plunderers over time, and I gave there are two key reasons. The first, uh, the Fighting spirit in Indian warriors started declining after the concept of non-violence gained momentum. And uh, most uh, rulers and their subjects lost interest in warfare. The rulers gave very little importance in maintaining a strong army or upgrading their military infrastructure. Then number two, Indian rulers always followed the rules of dharma in warfare. So I would like to repeat again just to answer him. Like they never pillaged land or destroyed standing structures in enemy lands. They took care of the injured at the end of the day. They never stabbed from behind and avoided hitting below the navel. And they considered women prisoners of war and um, farmers as sacred. They were merciful if uh, those enemies sought pardon. But uh, Islamic plunderers and invaders followed exactly the opposite of these rules of dharma followed by Indian warriors. They followed the tactics of treachery, deception, and cruelty. So Indians, they thought like, uh, because war always took place, and uh, like uh, most of the wars were between uh, states in India. So each party followed rules of dharma. So when these barbaric plunderers came, uh, like they followed exactly the opposite of these rules of dharma. So they were taken unawares. They never thought that they would do like that. And moreover, as I already mentioned, because they uh, gave very little importance in maintaining a strong army and did not, they did not upgrade their military infrastructure, so they failed. But not all kingdoms failed, and the uh, Islamic rule uh, did not cover the whole of India, only parts of India. Just before you, I spoke, and it was a similar this thing. Uh, not just India. Uh, from the moment uh, the Islamic uh, culture or the invaders, whatever one may say, the pre-Islamic Arabs, the same treatment they gave to the pre-Islamic Arabs as well. And then the, whether it was Persians, whether it was Turks, whether whichever country they uh, uh, you know, invaded, uh, uh, not just Indian, like you said, Dharma, the, you know, following the Dharma, basically nobody, none had ever seen, uh, you know, uh, a, a strategy like this because people would war, uh, fight the organized wars 
they were only the military was fighting they weren't fighting people but they was these were the only people who attacked the land the colonies the city the land and they attacked yes they attacked at large anybody and everybody that's it they plundered they cut because wars were fought at a certain time they had the principle like they uh, you know different countries had different times like it will start at this time and end at this time and it yes and also it will be away from the country i mean the countryside uh, it will not be within the this thing but these people kind of just uh, rushed into yes that was yeah that was the main reason also that we really did not fail actually it's a huge subject we did not really fail It was a very interesting talk, and thank you. Very informative. Uh, one of the points which you mentioned in the beginning, uh, where uh, you said that we don't really know about the valor and bravery of our kings. One of the very important kings in the south who defeated uh, Muhammad Ghazni is Rajendra Chola. Yes. Of which very little is known. And honestly, even though I'm from the south, I myself got to know this only about seven or eight yeah. years ago because yes. I'm not from Tamil Nadu. Hundreds and thousands of kings. Yes. 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 But. I, One of the most significant rivalry because he had a huge cavalry unit, which was one of Ghazni's strengths. Muhammad Ghazni's strengths was his, and he was very strong there, both naval and. And this is one of the things we are never taught about. Only Tamil Nadu students know this because Rajendra Chola was a very big king, very heroic. But all of the rest of India doesn't know this. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I have already mentioned. That yeah, we were projected as losers. We have been projected as losers, and and that has brought that inferiority complex in us. So we question. ourselves and we question uh, this questions often crop up crop up in your minds like i've already told like were we always defeated didn't our ancestors of our any resistance did uh, they easily surrender so i have the history of an you know a chain of undefeated uh, uninterrupted or defeated, defeated. i have uh, written a book it is under the print process the name of the book is saffron swords it contains 52 tales of valor of indian warriors from the 8th century to the 20th century so this day this tales of valor are not found in history books and these are all tales of valor the victories won by indian warriors against islamic plunderers and invaders so there will be series of books this is the first and it will be yeah it will be so it will be public like it is under the print process and it will be released in say by the end of this january or in february you can you please tell a little bit more about this author farishta what do we know about him he is a 16th to 17th century persian historian he has written uh, two main books uh, about uh, the islamic yeah, yeah about islamic rulers who ruled india as well as uh, Uh, the afghanistan pakistan and uh, the arab countries and uh, he relied on earlier historians to write these two books and what will be his sources of information because so it was he, after 600 years or so yeah yeah he relied on other historians uh -huh. the, the historians who have uh, like uh, for example minaj siraj he was from the 12th century uh, 13th century so he used to accompany bakhtiyar khilji during his battlefield exploits and he used to note down the exact accounts of the battle so he relied on such historians to write this book it is very helpful yes yes you know that's authentic yeah yeah the, because all whatever the facts that are i have presented are not based on indian historians yes. these are based on persian historians 
Firista and uh, have you have you also mentioned like uh, Amir Khusro also has accompanied seven uh, uh, of the Sultanate seven rulers you know and even he's written yeah yeah so there, there are so many uh, uh, Muslim historians who yeah, have yeah. Uh, जैसे कि आपके टॉक से भी पता चलता है कि हमारी ज्यादातर वेल्थ या तो मंदिरों में थी या राजाओं के पास थी द किंगडम्स मेरा उससे प्रेजेंट कॉन्टेक्स्ट में भी वही सवाल आता है शायद हम इसलिए लूज करते तो नहीं रहे कि हमारा कुछ टेक पे ही नहीं होता था एज कॉमनर्स यू सी वी हैव नथिंग टू लूज सो वही हम अपने किंगडम्स को भी सपोर्ट नहीं करते थे दो हजार लोग मिल जाएंगे मरने के लिए पांच हजार मिल जाएंगे लेकिन जनरली हम कन्वर्ट होते चले आ रहे थे राइट फ्रॉम द अफगानिस्तान फ्रॉम द कंदार और फ्रॉम द गजनी और वो हमें कन्वर्ट करते चले जाते थे कुछ सौ लोग वहां से चलते थे और उनको हमारी ही फौज मिल जाती थी रस्ते में दो हुआर अगेंस्ट देर लोकल जमींदार लोकल रूलर्स लोकल सूबेदार लाइक ऑल दैट आई वुड लाइक टू साइट वन एग्जाम्पल हियर Like uh, I have uh, told that most Indian rulers did not uh, upgrade their military infrastructure and uh, they did not keep a ready standing army. But there is one instance. Let me uh, cite one example from Bengal. Uh, she is Rani Bhava Shankari. She was a contemporary of Akbar. So she made it compulsory that every family should give a soldier. So there is one soldier recruited from every family, and no one could refuse. Yeah, no one could refuse. and so she kept a ready standing army in all the borders including uh, a naval force at the river uh, fronts and so uh, the pathans with the because we have traitors even today so her minister he um, alliance with uh, a pathan ruler of uh, a neighboring kingdom of bengal and uh, they attacked bhavasangari but she defeated the pathans pathans thrice she was a devotee of goddess chandi and there are similar many examples of uh, such uh, bravery like you told 1000 years uh, uh, islam uh, these uh, sultans and all did this thing she told about 1947 today's 1990s anniversary 28th anniversary so what did we what should we learn out of these 1000 years of invasions because it is done under the same thing if i i what conclusion i draw from it it is all islam and the islamic invasions are there unka ye एक मजहबी काम है जो वो कर रहे हैं हजार साल से हम उसको देख रहे हैं तब हम नहीं समझे उनके मोटो सुप्रांडी को कि जिस तरीके से उन्होंने वो लड़े जो आपने कहा कि हमारे एथिकल वॉर्ड होते थे हम उनके तरीकों को नहीं समझे तो अब हम क्या समझ रहे हैं और क्या समझे और क्या उसके लिए करें बस Uh, is required the awareness should spread like uh, the glory of our ancestors awareness about the glory of our ancestors should spread exactly so, so we can draw inspiration from this uh, glorious tales of valor so ekbar jab wo aa jayega then the the education syllabus the history syllabus needs to be changed but again that won't happen again ha huh? the it will happen but it will take hundreds of years like for example see in rajasthan during bjp rule they changed some portion of uh, rana pratap and uh, but again after the congress rule came they again 